0: Hey friend, got a too tight grip on the comfort and control of your life or business lately? In a world filled with unknowns and uncertainties, it's understandable that we desire to stay in our comfort zone and be in control of what happens in our lives and businesses. Because it just feels better than the alternative of discomfort and out of control. We want to always have deep quiet times and impactful ministries, a thriving marriage and well adjusted kids a growing business and plenty of money in the bank, a clean bill of health, lots of enjoyment in life, even a clean house, folded laundry, and empty sink. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong with the desire to be comfortable or in control, but when we hold on too tightly, we take those roles away from the Lord and look to the world or ourselves as our source of peace in the midst of changing circumstances. Essentially, we put our desires on the throne of our hearts, making them idols that separate us from God, and fill our time with lots of striving to keep all the things right where we want them to be. But when we admit we cannot find lasting comfort in anything around us, nor can we control it all, it causes us to look to him, the one who truly is the God of all comfort, and the one whose control cannot be thwarted. We can trust that as we loosen our grip, it's more secure in his hands anyway. And, we can rest our circumstances in life and business in his capable hands. And funny how things always end up better when it's up to him. So you ready and willing to loosen your grip and let him be on the throne of your heart in time? Good. Me too. Let's go do this together. Did you know busy is not just a disordered calendar or to-do list? It's a disordered heart. And a well ordered life flows from a well ordered heart that's focused on Him. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast, the go to place for busy Christian women juggling all the things in midlife and business from launching kids to aging parents, caring for your needs to serving your clients, investing in relationships to serving in your community. Oh, and keeping up with the laundry, the dishes, and the dirty floors. Honestly, it's a lot to balance. No wonder you feel like you never have enough time. All the time management gurus out there will tell you, you just need to get more organized. And chances are you've tried all the things, the planners, the programs, the all start Monday plans, but they never worked, at least not for very long. That's because those don't get to the heart of your busyness. Here, you'll learn how to build a with God life and business and go from busyness to fruitfulness in this season and it starts in your heart, not in your calendar. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management expert, priorities protector, and recovering should-do list girl. I've been leading, teaching, and coaching Christian women for over 25 years, and I've been right where you are, controlled by all the shuns, expectations, obligations, and distractions. But then, God showed me how to redeem my time with faith at the center to let who I am and whose I am guide how I use my time. I'm here to share with you how to use his truth along with time management tools to discover you really do have all the time you need for what you're called to. You just need someone to show you the way. Open up your heart and calendar because I'm going to show you how to redeem your time and stop believing there's never enough. Are you ready? Hey friend, before we dive into the idols of comfort and control in our hearts and calendars, May I share something that's on my heart lately that's teaching me to let go and trust him? It's crazy to think that exactly one month from today, I will literally be halfway around the world. Yep, I will be 12 time zones away from the figgy farm, and I'll be coming alongside both kingdom workers and local nationals in a country far different from my own. They speak a different language, eat different food, wear different clothes, and live different lives. Talk about feeling out of my comfort zone and this girl who likes to plan and prepare will be knee deep in a culture where not much happens ahead of time. And few people are thinking far beyond the day they are in. Now, while my tendency would be to stay close to those on my team who I know from back home or even hang out with the American women living there, I've gotten to know over the past few years. I know God is calling me out of my comfort zone and out of my locus of control to be willing and available to the needs of those he wants to bring across my path. And while I'm there, my plan is to meet with the leaders of the Helping Hands organization and talk more about how Redeem Her Time can partner with them. But as of yet, I have no confirmed plans and am waiting on them. Last week message, they got pretty excited about me doing some training for the national women who are building businesses, sewing bags and purses. But how do I speak to their needs? How do I adapt to their way of doing business? How do I account for their access to resources? How do I make it fit their very different culture and roles as women? How in the world can I help them in business? These are all the questions running through my head, even as we speak. And I can sometimes feel the overwhelm welling up inside at not knowing the what the how and the when, but then I have to take a deep breath and remember. That although it is all out of my comfort zone and way out of my control, it is not out of his hands. And he has a kingdom purpose that he wants to work in me and through me. If I will just let go and trust him. So will you pray for me in that? And will you also help me help them? Perhaps you've heard me mention last week that for the next month, I'm giving you an opportunity to directly impact these women in their faith, lives and businesses. Simply by leaving a review of the Redeem Her Time podcast on Apple Podcasts, or sharing the podcast or episode with someone you know and posting a screenshot in the Redeem Her Time community. How does that help? Well, first, it helps other busy Christian women who desire for God to be in control of their time in life and business to find the same truth and tools that you love here on the podcast that are shifting both your heart and calendar. And For each review left this month, I will add $5 to the funds I'll be taking over with me to directly support this ministry. My goal is 100 reviews, and I can't reach that without you. So will you take a minute to leave a review right now? It means the world to me and to women halfway around the world that you may never meet, but whom God knows intimately and has a plan for. Thank you for helping me help them. And that money is also in addition to the 10% I've pledged from all that comes in through the redeemed midlife CEO program. That's going directly to these women and their business resources. So you may have heard me talk about it and wondering if that program's for you and what the next steps are to turn things around with your time in both life and business. Well, maybe you're that entrepreneur and likely solopreneur who says she wants God to be in control of her life and business and says she wants to trust him as he leads her outside her comfort zone, but you're just not sure how. So you keep grasping for control and comfort in an effort to not feel so overwhelmed by all that life and business holds in this season of midlife. Maybe you feel like you have to have your hand in every relationship, on every platform, in every outcome, so that you can keep life, business, or both from spinning out of control. But I'm here to tell you that as a CEO, a Christ-empowered operator, you don't have to. In fact, it's better if you don't hold so tightly and let God hold it all in His capable hands. But how? Well, I hear you, because that was me too. It first starts with identifying where you're holding too tightly to your desires and plans. And then, as you let go of what you've known and done for so long, starting to create a with God life and business, with him as the chairman of the board and then faithfully focusing your time and attention where he's called you to such that you don't feel stressed and busy trying to keep it all from crashing, but experience true peace and rest as you trusted him to provide and sustain you. But if that doesn't happen apart from him, apart from a faith center system and apart from a high level of support. So if you're the, I know I need to change things before I crash kind of girl, but it's hard to admit that you need help. I invite you to take your next step and apply to the Redeemed Midlife CEO program where you'll find a step-by-step process to put your life, time, and business in his hands and see the abundant kingdom fruitfulness that he has for you. Talk about a much better way of doing life and business than what you're currently white-knuckling your way through, right? But it all starts with taking the next step of faith to apply, and then together, we'll determine your next best step to growth. Do you trust me? Do you trust him? Good and good. Let's walk through this together. Go submit your application at redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching, or click the link in the show notes and let's see if this is what he has for you. Speaking of trust issues, got a too tight grip on the comfort and control of your life or business lately? In a world filled with unknowns and uncertainties, it's understandable that we desire to stay in our comfort zone and be in control of what happens in our lives and businesses, cause it just feels better than the alternative of discomfort and out of control. We want to always have deep quiet times and impactful ministries, a thriving marriage and well-adjusted kids, a growing business and plenty of money in the bank, a clean bill of health, lots of enjoyment in life, even a clean house, folded laundry and an empty sink. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong with a desire to be comfortable or in control, But when we hold on too tightly, we take those roles away from the Lord and look to the world or ourselves as our source of peace in the midst of changing circumstances. Essentially, we put our desires on the throne of our hearts, making them idols that separate us from God and fill our time with lots of striving to keep all the things right where we want them to be. But when we admit we cannot find lasting comfort in anything around us, nor can we control it all, it causes us to look to Him the one who truly is the God of all comfort, and the one whose control cannot be thwarted. We can trust that as we loosen our grip, it's more secure in his hands anyway, and we can rest our circumstances in both life and business in his capable hands. And funny how things always end up better when it's up to him. In fact, when I was in college back in the day, circa 1991 to 1995, my parents gave me a little plaque that sat on my desk which read, God reserves the very best for those who leave the choice to him. I can't tell you how many times I've referenced that little plaque, not because it fits my style of decor, but because it fits the style of my heart. One that likes to hang on to comfort and control. And I have a feeling that as a driven and dedicated woman, wife, mother, daughter, sister, grandma or grandma to be, friend, leader, volunteer, house manager, and business owner, you might just have some issues around comfort and control too. Now I want you to know I'm not here to point the finger because I've got one pointing back at myself and I'm not here to give you a quick fix, with a three or five step plan to ditch your desires for comfort and control for good. Cause I'm still struggling with it too. I'm here to help you identify what has your heart in time and point your eyes to him and his promises to faithfully provide what we think we'll find at the end of the rainbow that we're chasing, but always disappoints. And I'm here to help both you and me determine if comfort and or control are idols of our heart that result in giving our time, attention, and affection to lesser things. When all the wild, he is all that we need. So today, we will look at both comfort and control and ask these questions. What do these ideals falsely promise? And when do they become an idol? And how does God fulfill his promise to comfort and be in control? And how do we let go and trust him? Are you ready to dethrone some idols with me? Good. Let's start with comfort. Comfort is wanting things to feel not too hot, not too cold, but just right. It may be simply expecting running water, a full fridge, a working car, a warm bed, But if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're in the minority if you have all three or four of those on the daily. For us, it often becomes a deeper desire for a full closet, a healthy body, an annual family vacation, two-day Amazon shipping, right? Is that too much to ask? And for those of us with a business, it's also wanting a list of clients or customers on a waiting list, a consistent flow of income, a constant stream of invitations to collaborate. Again, Nothing wrong with any of these, except these comforts often cause us to tighten our grip so as to grasp it for the first time or not let it run through our fingers once we have it. And when we're holding too tightly, we're looking down at our hands rather than up at his. God never promised us a life of comfort. In fact, Jesus often told his disciples they would experience discomfort as his followers. Persecution, rejection, suffering, trials, betrayal— From both family and friends, as well as the world around us. He makes it clear that the call to follow him comes with a high cost and a lot of discomfort. In Matthew 16 24, Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. According to More Than Anything by the Daily Grace Co., denying ourselves means denying our expected earthly comforts and possessions denying our assumed amenities and easy ways of life, and denying acceptance from the ways of the world. So just like the eyeless, earless, mouthless idols we talked about back on episode 216, what does comfort falsely promise? Well, comfort promises to bring us just that, comfort. But the problem is any comfort in this world will fail us and will disappoint us. And while it may look like it will solve all our problems, bringing us peace and joy in the moment, it does not last and it cannot sustain us or save us from our sin or the struggles of life in this world. When we face those trials or loss or grief or suffering, no amount of comfort food, comfortable clothes or comfortable homes will ever bring us the comfort we truly long for, that which is complete and lasts. You see, comfort on its own is lifeless and fruitless. Yet for some reason we still seek it but like we said not all comfort is wrong so when does holding onto comfort become an idol well it becomes an idol when our worship is redirected to whatever it takes to maintain our comfort rather than the one who truly comforts us jesus if we are willing to do anything to hold on to our comfort including sinning to get it and or keep it comfort has our heart and it is an idol If we are unwilling to follow and turn back from his calling on our life and follow him to keep it, comfort has a heart, has our heart, and it is an idol. In Luke 9, Jesus says, many who are called will say, I will follow you wherever you go. But first, well, let me go tie up a few things and say farewell to those at home. But he says, as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. You see, if Jesus has called us to follow him in a certain direction, turning back to our comforts is conditional or partial obedience, a.k.a. disobedience, because we are choosing life without him. But Jesus is not saying denying our comforts is about misery for martyrdom's sake, but rather it comes with great benefits. In Matthew 16:25, he says, For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Yes, it's possible to let go of comfort and actually find more comfort when living in a really uncomfortable world, but not because of us, but because of him. So how does God fulfill his promise to comfort? Well, as believers, we have access to the true comforter. And so the discomfort actually becomes a way we not only experience him deeper, but also a way we can speak into the lives of others in a deeper way. Second Corinthians one verses three through seven talks about this and says, blessed be the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. He is blessed when we are not comfortable because then our eyes are on him as our comforter. And then we will tend to notice those who also are experiencing discomfort or pain and come alongside them. You see, he is our only true and lasting comfort, and his comfort goes beyond this life. Revelation 22 promises us a day when there'll be no more discomfort, no more tears, no more pain, no more death, no more sin, because he is the only one who can do away with all discomforts forever. So, instead of looking to the world to soothe us for not much longer than a minute, may we turn from the idol of comfort by looking to our true and faithful comforter. So, Before we move on to the next idol of the heart, let me share with you a few reflection questions on comfort. Are you ready to jot these down? Number one, in what ways are you tempted to idolize the comforts of this world to the point of conditional or partial or even disobedience? Number two, how does godly comfort different from worldly comforts? And number three, what does it look like to turn your heart to him as your true comforter? Now, no worries. I'll drop those in the Redeemer Time community in case you're not near pen and paper. And now for control. You see, control is the desire to be in the driver's seat, to be directing what does and does not happen, except every day we encounter things we cannot control. The weather, a flat tire, dropped internet when you go live. And so we shrug our shoulders in response and just move on. But sometimes the things out of our control feel far bigger and have a bigger impact. A medical diagnosis that results in a lifestyle change, a loss of a loved one that results in deep sadness, a client who goes AWOL without paying or a break-in at your store. These kinds of of out-of-control circumstances lead to a lot of why me and feeling sorry for our situation and our lot in life. Now, if you're like me, you value planning, preparation, and predictability because you're following the wisdom of Proverbs 21.5, the plans of the diligent lead to profit, but anyone who is reckless will certainly become poor. Now, there's truth in that. We don't want to be careless and wasteful of time, money, or resources. But often, we get uncomfortable, there's that word again, with the unknown and the unexpected. So much so that we grip tightly to what we want to keep safe and secure in our grasp. That is elevating control over trust. And the true test is to see how you respond when you're control feels like it's being lost. So what does control falsely promise anyway? According to more than anything, control falsely promises that things will go according to plan when I establish my carefully laid out steps. It promises that I don't have to be afraid because I've checked off every box. But no matter how much we try to control things, things still happen out of our control. And emotions like fear, doubt, and worry still pop up, So control can never deliver on these promises. So when does control become an idol? Great question. It becomes an idol when I no longer ultimately trust in the Lord for the outcome of my plans and no longer depend on his sovereignty. As my dad reminded me just the other day, when facing a situation that was completely out of my control, but I had a desire to control it, God is not partly sovereign. Let me say that again. God is not partly sovereign, which means I don't have to step in and try and fix things for him, because control turns into an idol when I seek control over the process and the outcome that he has. Like Sarah in Genesis 16, who despite God's promise that she would have a son, saw her lack of control and her ability to conceive, came up with a plan to have offspring through her servant Hagar, and in her impatience with God's timing, took what she thought was control of matters into her own hands except her sin only led to more out-of-controlness consequences that she blamed on everyone else, including God, Abraham, and Hagar. You see, her manipulations to be in control over the circumstances only show us that we are incapable of altering or dictating anything in the process or the outcome. And they certainly don't change God's plans or promises because he is all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-sufficient. Nothing happens outside of his rule and reign, which is a good thing because that means we can trust that he can actually fulfill what he says he will do. Ephesians 1 20 through 23 reminds us that God put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. He is over it all anyway. So why do we try to fight against it? And even better when we admit our weakness and our desire to control and we turn to him in prayer about our situation, his spirit intercedes for us and we can confidently trust his control, knowing that what Romans 8:28 tells us for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Notice it doesn't say our purpose, does it? So here are some reflection questions on control. Number one, in what ways are you tempted to idolize control? Or take it away from God. Number two, how does man's control differ from God's control? And number three, what does it look like to repent of and relinquish control in your own life and business? Each time we let go of our too tight grip on control or comfort is an opportunity to see that he is faithful to care for us, lead us and comfort us because he always delivers on his promises. Mom and dad were right. God really does reserve the very best for those who leave the choice to him and those who let go of our desire for comfort and control. It's almost silly that we even try to hold on on our own, as the outcome is always a lot of busyness, trying to keep ourselves comfortable, and trying to control it all, so there's little to no fruitfulness. This is illustrated in Jeremiah 17, verses 5-8. through Listen to this. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord toward lesser things, aka idols. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Did you notice there's no root in the Lord and therefore there is no fruit. But verse seven says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. Did you notice that even when things get uncomfortable like heat and drought, God is still in control, allowing us to stay green, shed anxiety and bear fruit? That my friend is the kind of life and business I wanna have over holding on to my desert land comfort and control. You too? If so, you are not alone. In fact, if you want to get even more out of this Above All Else Lent series, I invite you to come join the conversation and the implementation happening inside the Redeem Her Time community. Here's today's community question. Which do you tend to idolize? Comfort, control, or both? And what is one step you will take to loosen your grip and turn your heart back to him? Come share with us and let's dethrone comfort and control together in both our lives and businesses. And don't forget to leave a review to not only help others find this deeper with God perspective on what has our time, attention, and affection, but also to help women around the world feel cared for and loved, not only by us, but more importantly, by him. And if you're truly ready to let go of your tendency to stick to your comfort zone or be controlling of your time and results, today is the day to apply to the redeemed midlife CEO to find the system and support that you need to start taking steps towards a with God life and business. Head over to redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching and submit your application before you get any further away from what he has for you. And before we go, let's pray. Oh God, we admit our tendency to hold on to our comforts and control over following and worshiping you. Forgive us for making our obedience to your call conditional on how we feel and what lesser things we put on the throne of our hearts. We confess our hypocrisy in saying, we want you to be Lord of our lives and businesses while at the same time taking back the reins, thinking we know better than you do, but thank you for not leaving us in the discomfort and out of control situations we experience as consequences for our wrong choices. As we discover that our idols of comfort and control can never deliver on what they promise, cause our hearts to turn back to you and redirect our worship to the true comforter that holds all things in his mighty hands. And as we loosen our grip, show us how much more freeing and fruitful letting you be in charge of our lives and businesses truly is. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Okay, friend, I'll see you over inside the Redeemer Time community, where we'll talk more about this. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, instead of chasing time on a clock, trying to control it, receive the gift of time from the one who truly holds it. Because as his daughter, you have time. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear, so would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15-16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.